Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show again. And my guest in the second half of our program is Christopher McClellan. He is the founder of the Whole Care Network, which is developed as a multimedia, multi-channel platform for caregivers to locate and share trusted resources and take comfort and refuge through real-life stories while being personally validated in their caregiving journey by those people who really understand them. He started the Whole Care Network based on his own experience as a working family caregiver and the passion that he has gained through being an advocate and collaborating before, during, and after when caregiving has ended. He's the author of Caregiving, what the De- What's the Deal With? And again, it's Chris McClellan, and his book is Caregiving, What's the Deal With? And you can certainly log on to his website, which is thewholecarenetwork.com. Welcome, Chris. Well, Patricia, it's great to be on your show and visit it with you and your, yeah. and your listeners today. Yeah. Thank you. From one, from one broadcaster to another, Chris has his own show <laughs> on the Whole Care Network. So it's yeah. really, yeah. yeah, and we met because I was doing a podcast for another company, helping them, and you right. were a guest, and we connected, and we're doing some work together, and it's so exciting because you're trying to help caregivers, and that there's so many. Talk about kind of... The landscape, Chris, in terms of caregiving now. Well, caregiving, and I, I use this word um, lightly. Uh, caregiving is really kind of the buzz of the nation these days. It's social media has really uh, made caregiving prevalent in our society, and it's it's not that it's uh, something new. We've been caring for families have been caring for each other for for centuries, but now with um, with our aging population and people working two, three jobs, raising kids, and and let's face it, we're all living longer, and we're taking care of our parents and our grandparents. You know, caregiving is kind of a kind of a phenomenon right now, and I I, I kind of coin the um, coin the example of what was going on in the sixties and seventies with the child care crisis, when employers noticed that they were losing. Uh, good employees because they were, you know, they were having all, there were so many kids at this time. And what did they do? The employers got together and all of a sudden daycares were created in, uh, in, in employee settings so they could retain their good employees. You know, the, the, the the opposite is true right now in the caregiving field. There's so many boomers who are taking care of their parents and now, they're the ones that are going to be needing uh, assistance. And, mm-hmm. and without us sharing our stories one by one, I, I just personally believe that this caregiving phenomenon would not be as prevalent today because it's through story sharing where diversity meets the road to combat a common cause. And, and our common cause is certainly caregiving. Well, I do have to say, Chris, I've been, I'm doing some um, corporate training, and I've been noticing in companies, and we talk about this, that, you know, they are really, there, is, there are resources for caregivers to get support through the company. 
So that is happening right. to some of the, you know, employee ben- not everywhere, but for some, you know, there is respite because they can't be as productive at work and even sometimes get to right. work if they're always worried about caregiving. Yeah, respite is uh, is one of the key components that uh, really every uh, every caregiver is looking for. In fact, I believe that there are three main components that caregivers believe. The respite is certainly uh, uh, one. Uh, we need time to recharge and refuel. Right. Uh, resources are uh, are valuable, uh, and usually the best resources that a caregiver receives are from one caregiver to another. And then the other uh, really important component that a caregiver needs is validation. You know, we we need to be validated that what we're doing uh, uh, is not only meaningful but hard, and that people and that people get it. And usually, the people who get it are the ones that have been in the trenches, or have are like how I like to coin myself are in after caregiving. If you've not been in a caregiving situation. Um, it's really kind of hard to, to grasp it, uh, but once you're in it, um, it's kind of like having an extended family. I, I, in fact, I talked to a, a lovely woman today about a situation she's dealing with with her mom, and while I didn't know her personally, I, I understood her, and we talked like we had yeah. been friends for years because I, you know, I understood the trials and tribulations that she was going through, and, and when we're able to share like that, then there's then that sense of trust, and you can right. you can take that resource and referral, and you can use it to the best of your ability. Chris, tell us about your own caregiving situation because that was really sort of the catalyst for all of this to be to happen. This was all created was, from your own and, experience. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I I, I um, was very fortunate uh, in a lot of recent, a lot of senses that I I was a caregiver for my now deceased partner uh, Richard Schiffer. Richard was diagnosed with esophageal cancer in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time of the diagnosis, he was given three to four months to live, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up living another 29 months, and we had quite the wonderful time. Um, but the last six of months of his life was was pretty difficult, and in, and during that time, we were approached by two uh, reporters from the South Florida Sun Sentinel, who wanted to do a story on uh, same-sex uh, caregivers, mm-hmm. and it was right before Richard's uh, cancer came back, and uh, during uh, during our experience with the reporters. They recognized that this was this was more than just a pictorial story, and after after being with us for seven months and the story uh, being published in in uh, April of 2014, it it, uh, it was just an amazing response. It, uh, it's been seen over 500,000 times mm. uh, worldwide. I still what was get the response, comments. Chris? Talk about some of the reactions, feedback. The, the response was 100% positive. Um, and, and here's the reason why, Patricia. And, uh, the, the, the story talked about love, care, and commitment. It, it, it just happened to be about two men. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I and I think the, you know, the my report the reporters who are still good friends with today, you know they you know they were concerned when the story went out you know because it you know the story was about two men, but the response from the readers 
and the response from people not only here in the United States but uh, globally were 100% positive because they could put themselves, people can put themselves in our shoes because when it, when it gets right down to it, caregiving, there, there's no boundaries when it comes to caregiving. Caregiving impacts everybody. Uh, and when you see it from that perspective, the humanistic side, all those other social issues that, uh, that can pop into discussions from time to time really go by the sidelines because I'm not aware of anybody, no matter what uh, your, your personal uh, beliefs are, I'm not aware of anybody that um, would not want the best love, care, and commitment for somebody that they're caring for, especially at that time when life transitions. So you really took that experience. Now, did you create the whole care network after Richard's passing or before? I, you know, I had started blogging uh, uh, on a previous website that I, that's still up and running called the Purple Jacket. The, the symbolism of the Purple Jacket is I, I have a very beautiful purple jacket, but I put so much weight on while in caregiving that I couldn't fit into it. So, uh, but the, the 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 whole care network was really developed after uh, Richard had passed because as mm-hmm. I'm trying to find my niche in this vast uh, network of caregiving. And through our story, which was so powerful for not just myself or people, caregivers all over who have read it, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm trying to find that avenue where I can give back to the caregiving community. I was very fortunate to uh, connect with a number of different uh, uh, caregivers across the country, uh, some folks that were kind of pioneers in uh, caregiving, Denise Brown from caregiving.com, Gary Barg from uh, uh, the Fearless Caregiver Magazine, um, Tula Wooten and Amy Goyer, these folks that, uh, that, that I got to know because of the caregiving experience who, who in a way kind of helped propel me and find where I could find my niche. And for me, it's, you know, it's in the storytelling because when you, when you think about it, Patricia, as a, as a caregiver, you know, we're asked to be a doctor, we're a nurse, a, a social worker. We're, I mean, there, there's so many roles that a caregiver plays that you have this vital information that other caregivers need, and you just want to find that avenue yeah. to be able to help somebody that is going to be in your same shoes because the, the very common thing about caregiving is that uh, it happens because of two things. There's an unfortunate accident or an untimely diagnosis, and suddenly you're a caregiver. You, you don't, it's, I've not met one person that in my five years of advocacy that has had caregiving on their bucket list of things to do. It's, it's an unplanned event that we would certainly hope that, that to find ways for people to be just a little bit more prepared for something that most likely is going to happen in their family. Yeah, and it's so important. And, you know, you're doing, this is the work you're doing. Folks, I want to encourage you to go on to the wholecarenetwork.com. There are many radio shows that, and podcasts that Chris has done, and he talks about those four pillars of health, physical, social, financial, and spiritual. And his book is also called Caregiving, What's the Deal With? 
question mark. So we're going to take a break, Chris, but when we come back, I'd like you to talk about what are some very strong suggestions you have for caregivers, you know, maybe your top five or six suggestions based on what you've been through and all the amazing interviews you've done. So we're going to do that right after the break. Okay? Great. All right. Sounds good. All right. So, all right. Christopher McClellan, his book is Caregiving, What's, uh, what's the Deal With? And then go on the wholecarenetwork.com and listen to these great shows. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We're talking about caregiving with Christopher McClellan, who is the founder of the Whole Care Network, which is developed as a multimedia, multi-channel platform for caregivers to locate and share trusted resources and take comfort and refuge through real-life stories, and also so that they can be personally validated in their own caregiving journey by those people who really understand them. 
uh, based on his own life and stories. Uh, he really does help people all around the world. And he has a book called Caregiving, What's the Deal With? Question mark. Welcome back, Chris. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. And people, folks, please log on to the whole carenetwork.com and you can hear the radio shows too and Chris is the host of his own radio show as well and podcasts. So Chris, what would be some of your, you know, like your top five steps for caregivers that they really need to look at? Well, uh, and a lot of this was learned after the fact (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, it's, again, like I mentioned earlier, where none of us are prepared to be caregivers. Uh, But I think the, 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 the most important part for a caregiver to, especially a new caregiver, and this is very hard to understand the philosophy here, but self care is job number one for every caregiver. And it's a, it's, it's sometimes, it's not sometimes, most of the time it's very difficult for a caregiver to grasp that. You know, why is self-care so, so, so important? But think of it like this. If you're not taking good care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take good care of the person that's entrusted to your care. And Mm -hmm. ironically, the, um, the person who you're caring for, while it, um, while it can often be left unsaid, they're concerned about your health too because they know that the caregiver is their lifeline. So uh, for any new caregiver out there, find, find that way, that tool to, uh, about self-care. Remember what your hobbies are. Take time for yourself. I always like to use, coin the phrase, set a daily intention for yourself, even if it's just five minutes of meditation or quiet time or whatever, mark it on your calendar. That's your me time. Don't let that, don't let that go. That's, that is number one. Uh, and number two and number three and number four. Yeah. What about, what about um, feeling guilty, you know, when you go out and have friends, you know, or when you go out and do something, you've had a really good time and you just, Sometimes you feel like, oh, now I have to go back into this caregiving situation, and I wish I didn't. How do you deal with all those conflicting feelings, Chris, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I, and, and those feelings are going to happen. They're going to come up, and you're going to get that. You're going to be out. Um, you're going to be out in an emergency. You're going to be out in an emergency will happen, and you'll have to go back. And, and I, I think this is, again, learning from my own personal experience and, and looking backwards. You know, there's two common aspects to caregiving. There's a beginning and there's an end. And in most cases, we're not prepared for either one of those life-changing events. And I can assure all, all your listeners out there when caregiving does end, you look back and you're going to say, you're going to realize that the, uh, the good days far outweighed the bad days. Mm, it's just that yeah. the bad days were so much were so intense. Yes, and they were so they're so prevalent while you're in the midst of it. And uh, once it's over, and you look back, and uh, you you think about uh, you think about the good times. You don't think about the the bad times. Uh, the yeah. Do you days. do you feel like when you've been through hard times, whether it's caregiving or something else and it's a concentrated thing as you said and it's very hard to go through and then you get through it do you think it makes you appreciate life more very much so 
Very much so. I, I, I don't think there's any greater honor bestowed on us than to be entrusted with the care of another person, especially at the time when life transitions. I, I was fortunate to hold Richard when he died. And um, uh, as hard as that was on that day, uh, March 9th, 2014, when I look and talk about it today on July 29th, 2019, I have nothing but good feelings because you know, my faith tells me that I will see him again. My mind tells me he's forever pain-free. And my heart tells me he's standing right next to me. These are all things that are learned after the fact. What are some other things you might want to share with our listeners? We have about three minutes left. So some other things that that helped you through all this. Yeah, I I think another thing to be mindful, especially in those difficult days, uh, because your care partner will say the darndest things to you. I, I think it's important to remember that no matter what you're dealing with, whatever whatever diagnosis, if it's a cancer or, or dementia or whatever that's going on, oftentimes those days when your care partner snaps at you, mm-hmm. that's the disease talking, not the uh, not the person that you're caring for. And yeah. we often have to remember that we're there as advocates. We're not the ones going through the radiation treatment or taking, taking the medication. We're there as an advocate. And, we, and when we can remember in those difficult conversations or when they snap at you, that it's the disease talking, not them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that happened to me with a family member, and I was just, I, I was beside myself, and the, the, the caregiver who was there pulled me out of the room and said, listen, you can't listen to that. That is not. That's right. not your, your relative talking. But it was surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not used to being mm-hmm. screamed at. So, but, right. but you're right. It is, it is not them. It's hard. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's, caregiving is, it's not a, it's, it's an emotional experience. Sure. It's, you know, and, it, sure. and it's often not local because you take it with you. Um, but I, 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 if he was still here today, even in all the troubles, health conditions he had the last six months, I would, I would do it again without a, without a, without a question. I'd, right. I'd do things a little bit differently, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm fa- very thankful for the experience. What are your closing thoughts for our listeners? What would you like them to know? I, I, what I'd like them, like your listeners to know is, is that um, uh, embrace when, when, when that phone call comes and there's that emergency uh, embrace caregiving. Uh, be prepared. Have have those talks with your loved ones about advanced directives. Know what a person wants, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it relates to end of life, because it makes a very difficult situation just a tad bit easier when you know the exact wishes of the person that's entrusted in your care. Thank you so much, Chris. How can people find you? I know they can go to thewholecarenetwork.com and listen to your shows, correct? Uh, yeah, they can go to thewholecarenetwork.com. You can see an introductory video about uh, our work at thewholecarenetwork.com. My uh, current podcast is called Healing Ties from the Bowtie Guy, and that's still <laughs> going strong. Right. How and, can they get your uh, book? But we're, uh, and the book is on, you can, you can see it through the, the 
thewholecarenetwork.com, uh, or just uh, just go to Amazon and and uh, type in my name, Chris McClellan, or what's the deal with caregiving? It'll it'll certainly pop up. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's really thank you for wonderful. inviting me, Patricia. Yeah, I, it's a delight talking with you. Thank you. All right, stand the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all these wonderful guests. And then also you can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Until next time, have a wonderful week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.